Praise God. Shall we turn to the scriptures? Luke chapter 17, verse 5. Luke chapter 17, verse 5. Hallelujah. Luke 17, 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Praise God. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We thank you for the privilege that you give us to be in your presence, to give you praise and glory. Thank you for the privilege to hear from God's word. Father, speak into our lives. Speak life and deliverance this morning. We give you glory, every resistance to the preaching of God's word. Every critical spirit, we bind you in the name of Jesus and we take victory in the house. In Jesus' name and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Thank you. And the apostles said to Jesus, increase our faith. Amen. So today's message is titled, increase our faith. Praise God. Everybody likes increase. Who doesn't lie like a hike, a raise, a promotion, a progress? and upliftment in every realms of our lives, we all like increase. Praise God. Here, the apostles are saying, increase our faith. Christ, as we read that particular chapter, is talking about some of the essentials in Christian life. And one of the essentials of Christian life is faith. Our life journey Starts with faith. The writer of Hebrews says, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, what does it say? He who comes to God should believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, for it is impossible to please God without faith. So faith is absolutely necessary in our lives. It is for us when we come in the presence of God, it's a prerequisite for us as we come. Those who come to God should believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So faith is absolutely necessary to please God, to enter into the realms of God, to come into his presence, to tap into the resources of God, to tap into the vast riches of his grace, we need faith. And this faith in us, the faith in Jesus Christ, should continuously grow as we feed on God's word. And the apostle James is saying that our faith should never be dormant or stagnant, but it always ought to be active. And if our faith has to be active, we have to activate the faith in us. The disciples here are saying, Lord, 
increase our faith. Praise God. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you said, well, I wish that I had more faith so I could have done something more for the Lord. I wish I had a faith like these great men and women of God. I wish I had that faith to pray for people. I wish that I had that faith to do the impossible in the realms of God. So many times we think like that. God wants us to increase our faith. But it's very interesting to see that this particular request was in a very, very interesting context. You cannot just take these words out of context. So now we need to understand what was the context. What made these disciples request Jesus for a hike, for an increase in their faith? And for that we want to read Luke 17. We're going to read 1, 2, 6. So I'm going to read it in the amplified version so that it is amplified so that we understand better. This is how it goes. Jesus said to his disciples, stumbling blocks or offenses, temptation and traps set to lure one to sin are sure to come. But, whoa, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. In other words, Jesus is saying the offense is going to come. No matter how you live in this world, there are chances that you are going to be offended. How many of you guys have ever been offended? Yes? Anybody here who's been offended? Yes, we all get offended. Is there anybody here who has never been offended? Well, every one of us, one time or the other, we are offended. Mind you, know, what is Jesus is saying? Look what Christ is saying. It would be better for him, but, but to him, judgment is coming to him through whom they come. In other words, Jesus is saying that you can't help being offended. You, there are things that are going to come in your life where you are going to be offended. But Christ is saying, make sure that you don't become the person who is offending others. Okay? So, this is what Christ is saying. Listen, listen. There is a chance that you are going to be, you are going to be offended, okay? But make sure that you don't become an offense, okay? This is what the Lord is saying. Let me move on. This is what Christ is saying. It would be better for him if a milestone as large as one turned by a donkey were hung around his neck and he were hurled into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Pay attention and always be on God, looking out for one another. If your brother sins and disregards God's precepts, solemnly warn him. And if he repents and changes, forgive him. Even if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times and say, I repent. You must forgive him. That is, give up resentment and consider the offense recalled and nullified. The apostle said at that junction, Lord, increase 
our You understand the context? One more verse. Next verse. When they said, increase the faith, Jesus is saying, and the Lord said, if you have faith in God, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, which has very strong roots, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea. And if the request was in agreement, with the will of God, it would have obeyed you. And the church said, Amen. All right. This is how this request starts. Jesus was saying, he's telling his disciples, listen guys, you know, you can't live in a world where there is a no offense zone. Tell your neighbor, there is no such thing called a no offense zone. In other words, whether you are in the church, outside the church, whether you are in home, whether you are in school, in campus, at workplace, wherever you are, there is a chance that somebody might offend you. So the first thing Jesus is saying, brace yourself up. Be a man. Be a man, be a woman of God. You need to know that someone someday is going to offend you. You cannot live in a world where nobody can ever offend you. You cannot walk around with a baby feeling, oh, he looked at me. Oh, he raised his voice. Oh, he did not look at me. He just shrugged and just walked away. No. You can't live like that. You cannot be in a protective cocoon world where you feel that eh, you are so sheltered and insulated that nobody would ever touch your feeling. When Jesus ministered, because his teaching was hard, the so-called disciples were offended. John chapter 6, verse 65 to 67. Go home and read it. Jesus looked at them and said, Does what I said offend you? The Bible says those disciples turned from him and said, Your teaching is hard. And walked away from him. Jesus turned to his loyal 12 and said, You want to go? You can also go. Wow! Do you know what we would do? Do you know what I would do? I'll tell you what I will do. If you say I'm, you are going, what do you think I will do? I'll come to you. I will plead with you. I'll say please don't. We've been hanging around for such a long time. Please don't quit. Please, I will plead with you. What do you want me to do? 
You think my teaching is hard? I will water it down for you. I will dilute it for you. Do you think, is that what Jesus said? Jesus did not dilute the word. Jesus did not decrease the standard of God's word. He said, the word will stand. You want to stand with me? You can stand with me. Wow. Jesus is, is telling his disciples, listen guys, you can't live in a world where people, people that you cannot be offended. You're going to offend. You're going to get offended. But make sure that you don't become the source of offense. In other words, you don't become offensive. Even if you are offended, don't you become an offense. That's what Jesus is saying. When you become an offense, it hurts, it maims who? The little children. You know, it's very, very easy to hurt the little children, right? We got little kids at home, right? Isn't it easy to, to hurt the children? Yes. Jesus is talking about not only little children. He's talking about also those who are small or little in faith. In other words, don't do anything that would offend someone who is small in faith. Sometimes we have big muscles, but our faith is what? Our perseverance is small. We've been in the church. We've been in Christ a Christian for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, but we get so easily offended. Don't become a source of offense, but make sure that you become strong so that you don't get offended. Anyone who tries to destroy the childlike faith will incur a heavy hand. That's what Jesus said. Moving on, Jesus is saying, listen, if someone offends you, what do you do? What do you do? If your brother offends you, you do what? Huh? No, you don't forgive. Jesus said you go to him and what? Talk it out. Read verse 3. Verse 3, read it out. Hmm, come on, hurry up. If your brother sins, huh? Solemnly tell him so and reprove him. And if he repents, forgive him. See, we live in a world, in a culture, where everyone likes to look the other way. In the, in the context, we want to say, well, I don't want to offend anyone. So if a bar brother is erring, if a brother is doing something wrong, instead of going up to him and correcting him, we tend to do two things. One, either we will walk away from it, 
Because we feel if we try to correct the person, the person is going to get offended. So we look the other way and the person continues in his mistake. But as a brother, what is it that God expects from a brother? If it is a brother of yours, if it's a sister of yours, what brother, what sister are we talking about? In Christ. So look at your neighbor and say, I am your brother, I'm your sister. Connection calls for what? Yeah. If you are connected to him, if you are blood connected, it calls for what? Correction. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Not look the other way and walk away. Read the next part. Wow, look at this. So you go up to him and say, listen, guy, you know, what you did is no good. What you did is, is wrong. You and I are connected. We are not connected because we like each other, but we happen to be connected. We are connected by blood. Which blood? What's the type of blood? The O type? Which type are we? Praise God. We are the J type. Tell your neighbor, I'm the J type. Once you tell him, what are the possibilities? If you went up to your brother and you told your brother, listen, man, what you did is wrong, you know. And uh, what are the possibilities? Tell me. The scenario. Tell me the scenario. Since all of, you, all of us have done it one way or the other. I know that all of us are not just the walking away type. I don't know what you're talking about. Very good. That's, 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 that's the most popular one. I think. The common one. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Me? Alright. That's not me. Okay. Alright. That's one. What's the other one? I did not do that. That's right. Okay. So you did not do it. Okay. Mind your business. That's a good one. All right. Mind your business. What else? Three. That's good. I did not do it. It was not me. Mind your own business. One more. Who are you? Who are you? Well, who are you? Who are you? Tell me. Who are you? Somebody ask you, who are you? What do you say? You say, I'm your brother. You say, I'm your sister, whether you like it or not, man. Interesting, isn't it? Speak the truth in love. The, love, the truth always what? At times it hurts. It will hurt. But then so does the medicine. So does the treatment. Yes, it will. 
what's going on? Jesus is saying, listen, when you tell that, you know, if he says, if he, if he repents, forgive him. What Jesus is saying, this keeps happening, man. There's the same thing over and over and over again. Practice makes us, some of us are perfected like that. Repeating the same thing over and over again. But Jesus says, if practice is going to make you perfect, you go up to him and you tell him, listen, yeah, this has happened. And if he says, I'm sorry, I did it. You do what? Praise God. Jesus says, in a day if this happens seven times. We'd be fortunate if it happened once in seven years. Jesus says what? Forgive it. Why seven times? You know, in those days the rabbis taught that the perfect person is one who would forgive three times. The same sin that's done to you, you will forgive it three times. You are a perfect, only the perfect person can forgive three times the same sin done three times against you. You forgive, that's the perfect. Jesus said, no. Double it up, add one more to it, and said seven times. In other words, there's no list because at one point Jesus says what? Seven times seventy. Guys, to forgive once is not easy. How much more if it is seven times? It is at this point the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. What has faith got to do with this? A lot. Listen, there are two people here. One is the offended one. The other one is the offensive one. One is the one who is offended. The other one is the one who is being offensive. So now, when you, Jesus is asking you to forgive, you are basing your forgiveness based on the teachings of Christ, where Christ is saying, you went to him, you talked to him, he said that, I am sorry, uh, please forgive me. You have to forgive him. But he keeps on doing it over and over and over and over as if he's recharged with the Duracell batteries. Because the Duracell batteries what? Makes it go again and again and again. But you and I are not recharged by Duracell battery. You and I are charged by the word of God. And the word of God in us allows us to do what? Praise God. And the disciples realized if this has to happen, our faith has to increase. Why? Faith in a God who is sovereign. If God is asking me to forgive, and if this fellow is doing it all over again and again, then I have to believe and trust in the word of God, trust in the sovereignty of God, that God will protect the offended one, and God will take care of the fellow who is offensing you. You need to have faith to believe that. 
you need to have faith to believe that as you are being offended, that God will take care of you. God will protect you. God will cover you. God will make sure that no harm falls on you. God will make sure that your life is not going to be impacted negatively. God will make sure that you will not be paralyzed in your Christian life. God will make sure that you will not be maimed in your Christian life. You have to believe that, that God is in control of the situation. And you also have to believe as you're forgiving that God will take care of the person who is going who's offending you oh my god i had no clue that this is what all christianity was when i said i received jesus as my savior wow praise god that's hard isn't it it is hard. it's very hard it's very hard so jesus is saying Listen, this is what you need to do. So Jesus puts the process into motion. These guys are saying, Jesus, increase our faith. Jesus is saying, hey guys, hello brothers. Jesus is saying, the brothers, Jesus is saying, these guys are saying, increase our faith. Jesus is saying, unleash your faith. Praise God. These brothers are saying, the disciples are saying, Jesus, expand our faith. Jesus is saying, express your faith. What does that mean? Look at the verse 6. Look at the verse 6. Verse 6 says, when Jesus tell, when they tell Jesus, increase our faith, Jesus is saying, listen, if you have a faith like a mustard seed, you will tell this sycamore tree or the mulberry tree to be uprooted and cast into the sea and it will happen. So he's saying increase our faith. Jesus says unleash your faith. In other words, activate your faith. Activate. Put your faith into motion. How do you put your faith into motion? By doing what Jesus is telling us to do. In this context, what is Jesus telling us to do? What is Jesus telling us to do? Huh? What is Jesus telling us to do? Forgive. So by forgiving, we are activating our faith based on what Jesus said. They are saying... Lord, expand our faith. Jesus is saying, express your faith. Jesus is saying what? Speak. If you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, you will tell this mulberry tree. Speak to that mulberry tree. Express your faith. Unleash your faith. Praise God. Amen. Well, what do you do? Well, you say to those about whom you feel you are offended. Say to those whom you feel there is a root of bitterness 
growing in you. A tree of unforgiveness growing in you. A hedge of hostility in you. You tell them, I forgive you. I don't hold any grudge against you. Unleash, express your faith. Praise God. Mind you, Jesus also said in Mark chapter 11, 23, he said, don't pray that the mountain, he did not say pray that the mountain be removed, but he said, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Praise God. Why were the disciples told to speak? Because while faith is implanted by the word of God in our hearts, praise God. Yes, we need to unleash it in our practical daily life for it to be activated and to see the effects, the impact of the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. How did we get saved? Anybody know? What did you do to get saved? Right. You believed with your heart and you confessed it with your mouth. Praise God. That's how we got saved. That's how we got saved. Believe in our heart and confess it with our mouth. And how does faith develop within us? By hearing and hearing of God's word. So when the word of God is implanted in our heart, faith grows within us. Praise God. Faith grows within us when we hear the word of God. That's why we need to sit under the word of God. Take time when you're at home to read the word. Take time and when you're at home, when you're at, at traveling, when you're at church to hear God's word. Praise God. Because it instills faith in you. But that is not just enough that you have the word in you. Now you need to speak it out. Praise God. Listen what. And we think that it's only applicable to us when we experience salvation. The word, Greek word sozo is used for salvation in this particular context. And that means salvation deliverance not only the salvation of our spirit our soul but salvation in every realms physical deliverance healing it's deliverance in every realm of our lives emotional deliverance relational deliverance financial deliverance deliverance in every realms of our life jesus came to give us so, so, the kind of salvation that not only impacts our soul, but every realm of our lives. He wants every realm of life to experience so, so, deliverance, salvation, healing in every realm. 
And so often we are so content with the salvation experience whereby at times we are going through the process of being day by day hurt emotionally, relationally. You know, Jesus wants to set you free. Praise God. That is possible when you allow the word of God to be implanted in your heart. Praise God. But that should not only be implanted. You and I have to come to a place where we speak the word of God into our lives. Jesus said, you want me to increase your faith? Speak. Speak what? Speak the word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why? There is power in the word of God. This is what the psalmist says in Psalm 33, verse 6 and 9. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, the starry host by the breath of his mouth. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. God made the world that you and I see by speaking the world into existence by the power of his Word. And you and I who are made in the image of God, when you and I speak into our world. God not only created the world by the power of his word. When Jesus was in this earth, he spoke the word of God and altered every challenge, everything that came against his life. If that's the case, you and I who are made in the image of God, you and I who are born of the word of God, you and I who have the same spirit of God within us, you and I who have the word of God within us, in us, you and I can alter our word by speaking the word of God. You and I can alter our world. What is this our world we're talking about? I'm not talking about our physical world. I'm talking about every one of us have created a world for ourselves. Praise God. I'm not talking about the physical, global earth. We all have created a world for ourselves, haven't we? Praise God. The world, the, 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 the family that we have, the church that we have. Praise God. By the grace of God, by the power of God, we have created a venue where we can be happy, where we can be joyful, where we can be growing, where we can progress, where our dreams are made into realities, where our ambitions and aspiration becomes a reality in our world that has been created for us. But when you and I live in this world that has been created for us, challenges will come. Praise God. Obstacles will come. Hurdles will come. Praise God. But you can speak God's word into that situation and have a release and a freedom in it. Praise God. Praise God. Is your world in turmoil? Speak the word of peace into your world. Is your world being disturbed by the power of darkness? Speak the word that can instill light in that situation. 
Praise God. Speak harmony into your world. Speak peace into your world. Speak love into your world. Speak deliverance into your world. For that to happen, you need to have the word of God implanted in your heart that develops, builds faith, and you start speaking life into your lifeless situation. Praise God. This is what God told Joshua. Joshua 1a, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Keep the law, the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Praise God. Don't underestimate the power of God's word. Praise God. Saturate yourself with the word of God. Immerse yourself in the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Meditate on it. In other words, mull over it. Praise God. Chewing the cud. Repeat it over and over and over and over again and again. The word of God, the promises of God that have been given to you day and night. God tells Joshua, do meditate on it day and night. When you meditate on it day and night, the word of God, it becomes a part of your life. You start moving in that realm because that activates faith in you. Then you start moving, taking the steps of faith meditate on the word of God and he's saying be careful that you do everything written on it unless you know have the word in you you can meditate unless you meditate it cannot affect impact your everyday life the purpose that the word has been given is so that it will impact our everyday life meditate on it day and night then what Speak the word. Praise God. Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When a situation arises, if you have been mulling over God's word, do you know what the Holy Spirit does? It reminds you of that word. Pulls that word out. Praise God. Oh, God's words is saying, no, don't put your word in your, in, in your phone and leave it there. Don't put your word in the iPad and leave it there. Don't let the word just sit in the Bible. It's good that we have a Bible. It's good that we have the electronic gadgets. It's good, but put the word in your heart. And don't let just stay it in your heart. Let it be on your lips. You speak the word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. It will start taking an effect on your life. Praise God. Speak the word of God in your life. You know, Joshua, Joshua started doing what God told him to do. When you mull over the word of God, what happens is you understand the will of God for your life. Praise God. You realize why God has created you. Praise God. You realize your purpose on earth. Praise God. Why God has put you on earth. Praise God. 
And as you mull over the word of God, it brings faith in you. Once you realize that you have been called for this purpose, you realize that by yourself, you can't pull it off. You realize that a big God, an awesome God, an almighty God has a God-sized plan for you. You're not serving a puny little God. You're serving an awesome God, a great God. A great God has a great plan for you. And you realize, once you realize how big the plan of God is for you, and you look at yourself, you realize that you are not cut out by yourself to fulfill the plan of God. But then God puts his word in you, and that develops the faith in you. And you speak the word of God into your situation, and you realize that it's not you, but the power of God working in you makes you fit, praise God, to do the mission that has been cut out for you. Praise God. So Joshua realized that he had this habit of mulling over God's word. And he has been given this, this Herculean task to go and take over Canaan. And he was actively involved in it. One day as he was in the battlefield, he realized that time was against him. The Bible says, he looked at the sun and he commanded the creation that God put it into motion at creation. He said, son, stand still. Praise God. You think it was premeditated? <laughs> you think it was pre-planned? You think he had a dream that he's going to do that? No. It was mulling over the word. It was mulling over the word. He knew what the will of God was. He knew what the plan of God was. And once he saw that something was standing against the plan of God, he looked at the very thing that stood against the plan of God. He said, Son, stand still. Praise God. How dare you come against the revealed will of God? How dare you come against the purpose of God? How dare you come against what God has put into motion? Praise God. Hallelujah. He spoke, said, Son, stand still. The Bible says, never before, never after. Praise God. You have a world, praise God, that is a world that has been custom cut, created for you. God has put you in that world and God has given the word in you. You need to speak into your world. What's bugging you? What's troubling you? What's bothering you? Speak the word. Speak life into your situation. Praise God. If the word is in you, praise God. You align yourself to the will of God. And when you speak, praise God. It will happen. Praise God. <laughs> the Bible is full of examples of people who spoke. 
Jesus said, the disciple says, increase our faith. Jesus said, unleash your faith. The disciple says, can you expand our faith? We can't pull this. Jesus said, express it. Express it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Release the power of God's word into your circumstances, into your world. Don't just simply come listen to God's word and walk out. It's not going to do anything. You need to activate the word of God. Praise God. If you're going through a situation here this morning, and if it's unforgiveness in you, tell God, give me the grace to root it out of me. Because that's stopping you from tapping into the power of God. That's stopping you from tapping into the freedom, into the liberty, into the deliverance that God wants for you to have in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, let the power of God work in your, world, in your world as you speak and unleash the word of God on your feet. We're going to pray. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. All eyes closed. I don't know where you are, my friend. Maybe you are offended. <laughs> Maybe you are offended and you cannot receive. Praise God. If you are offended, go up to the person who has offended you. Talk to Talk to her. Praise God. Sidestepping is not going to help you. Running away from it is not going to help you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need faith to be increased. Hallelujah. Can you trust God? Do you think your situation is beyond God? No, it's not. God is still on his throne. He is still in control. He can still turn the tide around for you. He can still rewrite your story. He can turn your defeat into victory. Praise God. If you're a victim, he can turn you and make you into a victor. Praise God. If you're going through testing in your life, praise God. Let Jesus in. He will bring a testimony in your life. Praise God. Are you going through trials? They are just waiting. The trials that you are going through. Praise God. He's waiting. It's waiting to give birth to triumphs. It can only happen when you align yourself to God's word. When you align yourself to the will of God, have the word in your heart, have the word in your mouth, release it into your situation. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We commit God's people into your hands. Talk to him. Talk to him. Tell him to take out that bitterness.
Are you here? Would you say that you need prayer? I want to pray with you and for you. On my right, if you're saying, Pastor, the word that has been spoken this morning is applicable to me. I want to experience that freedom, that deliverance, that soul, soul. And you are that person. Just slip your hands up. On my right. Keep it up. High. On my left here. If you're saying, I want that sozo that the Bible talks about. My Father, we commit these lives into your hands. By ourselves, we can't pull it. But with you, Father, what is it that we cannot pull? Praise God. Lord, what we cannot do, you can do. Praise God. Lord, do what you alone can do. Praise God. Let us not be satisfied with the solution that the world has to offer. What you alone can do in our circumstances, do it for your people. In the name of Jesus, for your glory.